0: Where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection, they all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman, on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series that Ronnie Feldman and I, have put together for Compliance Week. In this podcast series, we present some different things that you can do during Compliance Week to jumpstart your compliance communications program. So in Episode 1, we debate whether Compliance Week is BS, Ronnie's position, or my position that, no, it's important and significant. We also talk about the concept of a petting zoo for compliance. In Episode 2, we talk about the use of talk shows as a way to communicate. In Episode 3, we consider contests and games you can put on. In Episode 4, we give a potpourri of other ideas which would work for you during Compliance Weekend. In Episode 5, we wrap up around Education and Influence, how to use Compliance Week really is a starting point for a great communication strategy throughout the year. I know you will find this useful, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Ronnie and I had a lot of fun putting it together for you. Thanks again for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman back again for another episode in our series on things you can do during Compliance Week. Ronnie, welcome back.
1: Hey, always happy to share some fun ideas.
0: Ronnie, we've entitled this episode, Other Ideas. So what are some of the other ideas that uh, you think a compliance professional or chief compliance officer could do for their employee customer base?
1: I was just thinking about some of the, I, I try to cultivate a, a list of ideas from different things I've heard from companies. Some of them that we've done and some you can just do on your own. And so the, there's the the typical thing, which is to bring in a, an outside speaker, a keynote. Now it's, uh, there's some of them that I've seen that are really inspirational. I saw I was at a conference and I saw Amy Edmondson. Amy Edmondson.
0: We no. were at the same conference.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot. So she had written a book about psychological safety. This was, I think, it was, would be particularly good for a leadership-focused meeting. Now her thing was all about the idea that 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 the best organizations invite bad news. That you have to constantly reinforce the idea that that your job as a, sub, a subordinate is to not just solve problems and bring good news, it's to point out the next problem so that we can solve it. And people's tendencies are to not want to do that because you want to please your boss. You want Your natural tendencies are to not bring up conflict. And her point being, as a leader, you need to constantly reinforce the idea that we need people to speak up and bring bad news. Um, so I thought she was a really interesting speaker that ties – pretty obviously uh, to speak up culture. The year before at that same conference, they had Stephen Covey who does a a nice presentation about trust. One of the things that me and my company does in terms of a keynote is we teach improvisation. We did a whole podcast on this. I don't know if it came out, it's coming out before this or after, but the idea of doing a keynote about improv techniques, the techniques that improvisers use to make comedy on stage are also great communication skill techniques to help you communicate with respect even when you disagree so i found that's a really fun keynote interactive keynote you get employees actively doing an activity that actually they walk away with a couple of tips practical tips on how to like diffuse emotion so that we can be civil to each other even when we disagree have you had any speakers that you've particularly liked on these subjects tom
0: so on the at the same ECI conference where we saw Amy Edmondson, whose presentation was quite powerful, there was a fellow named Sam Silverstein, and Sam talks about accountability, and he talks about accountability between employees, between management and the workforce, and accountability as a way of people working together, not that you do things on time. And I found his speech very powerful, his keynote very powerful as well. Here, once again, I've used this phrase throughout this podcast series, you're only limited by your imagination, but having someone come in who truly is a keynote speaker and can really fire up people around a topic of trust, around a a topic of accountability, around a topic of ethical behavior, I think can resonate in a way that companies don't think about enough and that I really like your idea of having a keynote speaker celebrate Compliance Week, because once again, it it fits into my overall thinking that this is a celebration of compliance at the Compliance Week, but it's something that can be a springboard or leading a continuation of that discussion throughout the year.
1: Yeah, and I want to point out that it doesn't always have to be on the nose. Like a, I, the, I love these ones that we've mentioned. We've called out. They talk about trust, accountability, the importance of speaking up. These are on the nose topics, but with obviously good presenters and speakers. But I was talking to a client. And this is a couple of years back, but it was a big insurance company, and they held an ethics-themed art show, and it. What they did was they basically curated several pieces of art that had some tie-in to integrity or ethics and had ha- invite employees to go through the art show and think those pieces of art and what it, and what was inspired behind them. But basically, it was a subtle way to talk about the importance of integrity, and it wasn't quite on the nose. So I do love the idea of thinking about other ways that you can engage employees about values, principles, and the fact that we're all in this together, I think is a pretty interesting idea. Yeah. What do you think about that?
0: Absolutely. And it also got me to think about Ronnie. Another example I saw at another conference where a woman named Dr. Kelly Pope, who is a fraud examiner by professional training, a CPA type, she put together a story of a church that had been defrauded and the story part, though, was just the starting point, because on each table at the conference, she had some materials such as balance sheets, such as records of check stubs, such as records of payments, that was what she called the evidence. And then she would tell part of the story and then have the audience look through the evidence, suggest what red flags that evidence may have raised and what questions you might want to ask going forward. And it was a very, very powerful teaching tool. And because people, I know this is an audio podcast, so you can't see what I'm about to do, but people could grab a hold of something and they could look at it. And that made it even more powerful because they were reviewing the records. They were reviewing the documents. And we all felt like we were part of the team who was trying to solve this mystery or this puzzle. And I had not seen that technique used before, but it it was very strong.
1: That sounds pretty cool. Uh, You know what? It makes me think about the fact that we're talking about keynotes and speakers, but you also can... One of the things I don't think we've talked about yet is the idea of getting ethics and compliance out of the ethics and compliance office. What I mean is you don't want it to just be... No,
0: you're spot on, spot on.
1: The idea of uh, provide a, a toolkit or an ethical dilemma and talking points and... Give it to a manager or people leader. And during ethics compliance, we have them have that discussion. So you need to do a little work to give them fully to help them help their employees. But I think that's a fun way to take like maybe like these fraud stories or these hypotheticals or things that are in the news about uh, ethical situations that come up in the world provide it to a people leader and have them do a lunch and learn or have them kick off a meeting during compliance week. So then you're getting them having these discussions and you give them like a little help along the way so that you can lead the witness so that they end up with the right answers.
0: So Ronnie, unfortunately we're near the end of our time for this episode, but I hope you'll join us again tomorrow for our concluding episode. We're going to wrap this up and give you some thoughts about the absolute need for you to continue the conversation throughout the year without asking you to say goodbye, Ronnie. Could you say goodbye, Ronnie? (laughs) Goodbye, Goodbye, Ronnie. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.